0: This is an iRead Comic Books mini-sode. I am today's host, Brian Murray. Joining me today, the wonderful Kara Shamborsky. Hey. And of course, Mike Rappin. Hello. And today we're going to talk a little bit about Kanan, the Star Wars character: what his deal is, what he's done, what he's been in. Uh, we're going to focus on the comics to begin with, but I can't promise that we're not going to go ranging far and wide throughout the Star Wars canon. So this is just kind of a general spoiler warning. Um, if you haven't watched Rebels or read the comics uh, or the books that Kanan has been in, there's a good chance you're going to get some spoilers in here. So this is just kind of your blanket
1: warning. So it's, it's Kanan, not, not Kanan. I wasn't really <laughs> sure how to pronounce this guy's name when we started.
2: <laughs> Kanan Jarrus.
1: Okay. Okay, cool. Kanan Jarrus, hey. a.k.a. Caleb Doom.
2: Yes. Spoilers. He's got a different name.
1: I'm, I'm like really, like I jumped right into this comic. I had no idea like what to expect. And where did this comic book come from? Is this like an original thing that then bled into other mediums or is it something else?
2: All right. So, you know how in the films, Star Wars Episodes 2 and Star Wars Episodes 3, this ending of Episode 2 is like, begun, the Clone Wars have... And the start of episode three is basically you're seeing like the end of those clone wars and all the stuff in the middle. You miss the actual war. So right. they made the animated show Star Wars, the clone wars, the first five seasons aired on Cartoon Network and the sixth and final season, although not so final anymore from the latest reports was on Netflix. And those six seasons encapsulated like what happened during the clone wars and then episode three happens and order 66 is executed and the jedi are basically no more and then the television show star wars rebels comes out which takes place before episode four a new hope and in that show in the first season we realize there are still some jedi kicking around but they're not quite jedi one of those dudes is kanan jarrus and you're like how did this dude avoid order 66 and how ha- okay. and he goes into this whole like i'm not a real jedi thing because he was actually a padawan at the time of the order's mm-hmm. execution so he never matriculated to jedi knight so he's got this whole complex about not being a real jedi quote unquote but like dude, you have a lightsaber, you are a Jedi. And so a lot of the <laughs> story arc of Rebels is his kind of coming to terms of who he is in the context of the Force and like having a Padawan learner of his own. And, and the comic is our look at some of his past. And it was published at a time where in Rebels, we didn't really know a whole lot about his past because that stuff didn't really come into play until like the first... Fourth season of the show okay so you as a reader with none of this context totally. just dove right into this comic book what did you think
1: okay so for, for one i remember when this book came out and i remember being not really plugged into star wars that much like i know i did some like extensive wiki reading you know through college and stuff about the extended universe and then of course it all gets rebooted so like I didn't know who this character was. It's I thought that he was just going to be like an extended universe character from the previous Star Wars canon that they're trying to reintroduce into this new canon because he was beloved or something like that. But yeah, jumping right in, I, I didn't know what to expect. I was like, oh, okay, this seems like... I knew that this kind of takes place right around the Order 66 thing. I didn't know when that was going to happen or because they talk about the Clone Wars. And the first issue ends with like, Execute Order 66. I lost my mind reading it because I thought, like, cool. We're gonna get this story about this kid who's gonna barely survive Order Sixty Six, and going, he's gonna be become some, you know, he's gonna become something. And the issue, first issue, opens on him as like an adultish, or I don't know, like twenty one is my guess. Um, you know, he's reflecting back on his past, and I was like, hell yeah, hell to the yeah. And then the following <laughs> issues, is, there's no flash back to the future. Instead, it's all in the past. I was so on board. It was the, one of the easiest Star Wars books I've ever read, hands down. Like, And this is coming with, like, you and Brian gave me no heads up other than maybe you should read volume one of this. That's about it. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll try it. I got no no qualms with trying a Star Wars book at this point. And I was so blown away. Like, what a cool fucking idea. <laughs> That's yeah, all I can say. It's,
0: it's very cool. And I really enjoyed those parts in the quote unquote present where it's uh, adult Caleb or adult Canon. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we get to see some of the other cast of rebels, who I really is enjoy. that what it
1: is? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like I thought I recognized a couple of those other people from just like cl- bits and pieces I've seen on the internet about rebels. I wasn't sure if those were the same people, but okay, that's really cool. <laughs> that's really cool. They see, got, I, I need to go watch that show.
2: They got an updated like comic booky look, and like the the part that I obviously most liked about the. Kanan, the last Padawan comic uh, miniseries, is those flash forwards because you do get to see him interact with his fellow crew members of the Ghost, which is their ship, in a kind of more mature way than you see on the show, which is a kid's program. So in the comic, it was like a glimpse of some of the more subtle uh, hints at his... Thing with the captain Hera Syndulla, his his deep
0: burning passion for Hera Syndulla.
2: <laughs> yes, they're so oh, no. I love it. It hurts me so much. It's like the <laughs> whole. Well, so Mike, the whole thing was like in the Star Wars book A New Dawn, which Brian and I devoured because Kanan and also Hera and so much Star Wars is all like basically Hera and Kanan's meet cute in book okay. form <laughs> and they're just like basically the entire book is him being so in love with her he like doesn't know how to cope he's just like this stupid boy in love with this girl who's got a rebellion to fight god damn it and it's like they make it very clear in this book that he's just like kind of following her because he's like head over heels for her from the get-go so it was really nice to see a little bit more of that in the comic than you do on the show. Interesting.
1: Yeah,
0: the show is the show is too afraid of its own feelings to give them the uh, the love story they deserve until but, season
2: four, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Hey, that thing you've been wondering about. Let's talk about it in depth." But also, you might cry. I'm like, why?
1: Why? So, do you think that that could potentially tie back to the fact that he had like this very powerful master before like is the master jedi that he was you know apprenticing under she was was in like a similar position could that be part of it like he's in love with his like he's got this oedipal complex kind all of all right freud let's uh let's <laughs> i mean i just <laughs> i just threw it out my like i don't know no, based on your descriptions no, I mean, no, no, no. it's
0: a good point there's definitely parallels that could be drawn between Depa Balaba and harrison Dula.
1: Okay, thank you for saying that name. Yeah, because I did not know how to pronounce. That I didn't name.
2: either until they said it on the show in season four when they started yeah, taking so, it into his past. Yeah. <laughs> his his
1: the the Jedi master that he was working under. What what was her name? What's her, her full name? If you could say it for us, Brian. Deppa Bilaba. Thank you. Okay.
2: Whom prior it's, to this I had only known from her picture in the dk star wars episode one visual dictionary as one of the masters in the jedi council and as a child reading this book any jedi who happened to be a woman was cause for a massive hype and my friends and i like memorized all of the names of like all of the female jedi characters because there's so few of them mm-hmm. so You know, when people are like, "Oh, episode seven, there's like a girl Jedi." I'm like, I know, it's so great, it's so great. (laughs) But yeah, so it was really a treat for me personally to see actual character, anything about Deba Balaba besides just like, here is a Jedi who is a woman and she sits here, and that's all we know about her is her name. And I'm like, I just want some more. And boy, did we get it in this book. And this book
1: and this character, I guess, then fits quite nicely then into the Star Wars canon. Like, it's a, it's not like a forced fit, like, forced in kind of character or, like, story. It it actually, like, plays up with other things consistently, from what I'm understanding. As far as
0: I, as far as I can tell, I mean, I I have not read or consumed every piece of media that's come out.
2: The thing that I like about the Rebels (laughs) media, about Star Wars Rebels, about The books and the comics that tie into that show is that it feels to me like a very nice, subtle expansion of stuff that we already know and are familiar with. Um, It it, it's it's like it's like Mike how you were saying at the end of the first issue of this Kanan comic, you were like, "Oh shit, Order sixty six is happening!" Like you already know what's going on in the context of like the major touchstones of these character lives. You're just seeing what's happening through the lens of someone who isn't a Skywalker. And I really like that.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. And I really appreciate that this book gives us a chance to look at what's we, we get to look at the events of order 66 from the perspective of somebody who is a Jedi And who is, you know, intimately related with what's happening, but survives it. So we get Mm -hmm. to really see, like, what impact Order 66 has on a kid that age. Because I think he's, he's what, like 10 or 12, maybe? Yeah, something like that.
2: Well, Mike, what did you think of what he ended up doing after the Order was executed and he was on the run?
1: Yeah, so it. It it felt to me like a I mean now reflecting on it it feels like a classic trope but I don't know if it's a trope I don't know the way that I, it's something that I was I was very comfortable with reading in the, in that he was a character that had he had a lot of skills but he was thrown into a world that he really couldn't use any of those skills for and so it's it's one of those things that like proves that yes he was a Padawan which means that he was on this track to become this great Jedi Knight um he wasn't there yet. Um, so he has these. He he is very talented. It's just he has to learn new talents in order to survive, which is why you know seeing him working with uh, the captain of the sh- the th- ship whose name is escaping me. Uh, Era he, no, the other
0: captain. Sorry, the the past captain.
1: Well, working with the uh, he is a green guy. <laughs> a are, yeah, so there, there's like Tapaz, and then there was another guy, and I kept getting them confused because they look so similar. But uh, seeing him like him basically. Finding a natural fit of like, okay, instead of going to my lightsaber, I should go to my blaster. You know, instead of, you know, acting this way, I should act another way. And he just was looking for another person to train him. Like, he had this, he had the thing that all younger kids have when they find that they need to, that they want to do something, that he has this unbelievable ability to learn and adapt to his situation. So despite the hardships that he felt like after immediately escaping those two uh, clone troopers that I just, I almost felt bad for at the end but i'll get to that but like seeing him like adapt and grow and learn and become like this rogue-ish type of character like it 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 really worked i don't know if i'm answering your question i just really like this book it was so fucking easy to read It was. <laughs> it, i honestly can't get over like how quickly i went through this book because it was just like every issue was so clean and it was so well paced like what a book honestly such an such an impressive book in a in a world where like I already have this huge attachment and then being able to see like the other side of things I, I always find you know th- there's these giant moments in the Star Wars like Execute Order 66 or the Clone Wars wh- that are just glossed over because we don't need movies about them but the fact that there are books like this that exist that fill in those gaps or allow us to get a little bit of glimpse into other angles of the story that isn't just a Skywalker story really really intrigues me. Um which I can which I can understand why people are drawn to these types of books in the first place. They just want to know more about Star Wars that isn't just about the same five or six characters. Um yeah, that's that's my long winded answer for that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I see what you mean. There's definitely parallels to like the the idea of like a a story of a young nobleman whose family is killed so he has to go on the run and blend in and he can't act like a noble anymore. There's definitely echoes of that story in Kanan's journey. Mm -hmm.
2: Well, Brian, what did you think while reading this book since you had been watching Rebels all along and had prior knowledge of this character?
0: I was really excited to see how the Kanan that we saw on the show kind of came to be because you're absolutely oh, nice. you're absolutely on, on point talking about how he has this I'm not a real Jedi thing. It's a kind of a complex he has to deal with in the show. And so it was very interesting to see the idea that I am not a Jedi being drilled into him as almost like a survival mechanism Mm -hmm. in the comic.
2: Absolutely. And I like the, the note that Mike pointed out where he trains himself to reach for the blaster instead of the lightsaber. And then you start seeing kind of the reverse of that happening in the show as he becomes more comfortable in his role as a mentor. Um, And it's just such an interesting moment that they didn't have to include the in the comic but i think they made for a richer character arc by doing that across the different media
0: yeah and one of my favorite things about kanan is that he's the perfect example of how somebody can be a light side force user without being a jedi necessarily because Uh, he has the like that he has the jedi tradition uh in his history but he doesn't hold on to like a Jedi must never be angry. A Jedi must not feel passion. Like, he he eschews all of those things and is still a good guy.
2: Yeah, he's definitely not a monk, as we saw in A New Dawn, the book that featured him. Which, like, the whole, like, first half of it is him just constantly being, like, like yeah, I love the ladies. I love getting drunk. I love doing dangerous things and like racing speeders and shit. And I'm just like, he's such a bro. (laughs) Yeah, like- Such a bro.
0: Getting his freak on is like a tertiary concern through the entire book. (laughs) But that book also gave us uh, Admiral Ray Sloan, who I could also talk about for hours on end.
2: Yeah, they're doing so many interesting things with these kind of peripheral characters. I feel like I'm in some kind of like secret club- Like, I see the whole extra level of Star Wars that's happening because I go out of my way to read the comics and watch the TV shows. I feel like people who are just watching the movies, I'm like, that's fine. But like, you have no idea that Anakin Skywalker had a Padawan. And you don't know that Han Solo was kind of sort of not maybe married to someone else. And Mm -hmm. like, all of these things where I'm just like, man, Star Wars is so friggin' rad. Why don't people realize this?
0: It made uh, made watching Rogue One very frustrating or irritating for my wife. Uh, Kate and I went and saw that and I kept like slapping her leg and being like, that's Chopper. (laughs) They mentioned General Cindula. That's Hera. She's so cool.
2: (laughs) I flipped out in the movie theater when that happened. I was watching Rogue One with someone who had never seen a Star Wars movie before. And I was basically like, I was basically punching his arm being like, they just talked about Hera or maybe her dad, but I'm pretty sure it's her. Yeah, Because that was that was prior to because Rogue One came out before Hera got made a general in Rebels. So that so when that first came out people are like is that her dad is that her did she get promoted that makes sense this takes place after rebels and it's just mm-hmm. like man whoever's in charge of orchestrating the Star Wars yeah. like canon changes is really freaking good at their job give that there's a handful ways. of
1: people that are just like strapped to a table and the their job group. is to recite everything like minority report style <laughs> um, <laughs> about the Star Wars universe just like Pablo I, I, Hidalgo I, strapped to a table in a basement somewhere <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Oh, i did look up the character that i couldn't think of his name is janice casimir he flies the casimiri because he's so full of himself uh, like I, I love that like that was such a fun little bit in that in that book where he's got these these ships and they're all named after him but yeah so like i guess did this and this book continues after the first volume right it's 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 not just one singular volume there's more story about about Kanan that's coming out. Is do you guys know if this is still actively being released? I thought it,
2: it was a mini series.
0: Uh yeah, it's certainly not still ongoing. I think there were two volumes. Okay.
1: Yeah, I, oh, I just looked it up. Yeah, there's there are issues that are coming out as of March 12, I think was the last issue, issue number 10 or 12 or something like that. Um I don't know. No, I'm I'm wrong. Maybe I'm looking at oh, I'm looking at an uploader website. Ignore me. <laughs> Ignore me. Ignore me. Ignore me. I was about um, to freak there, out, like
2: what do you mean no one told me there was more Kanan?
1: Yeah. I think there's there is it did go up to issue twelve though. Okay. From my from what I'm seeing. So I mean I that's great because now I have more to look forward to and keep reading. Yeah, if um, I'm
0: remembering correctly, I think the second volume is more modern, quote unquote, modern day. Like it's okay. it's more rebels era than it is flashback type stuff.
2: Oh my god, I, I have you, to go back and read.
0: I could be I could be totally wrong. That could just be like the fan fiction that i was writing in my head while i was reading it but.
2: <laughs> give me more hera and give it to me now
1: yeah i just i just looked it up on amazon you know it looks like there is a second volume that goes through issue 12 that continues to explore the early days of canaan so if it. you ha- if, if you haven't found it you should go find it um <laughs> but yeah so i guess the more about this character you know like I, there's there's what four or five seasons of rebels that exist then four like they're they're four okay and then Kanan is like a regular character like i guess how much more extra media do you guys want around this <laughs> I'm, I'm really curious um like are, are you looking for like a rebels comic are you looking for like a i don't know like well, i know they're doing more clone wars this year or something I or know. the next year or something like that
2: oh uh, did you see the teaser trailer it looks incredible yeah looks, i haven't seen it looks real good it looks so good so i really enjoyed so clone wars is a show that and i'm intentionally talking about clone wars not not rebels clone wars was a show that i got into only after like a million people were like how are you not watching this and i was like i don't know and the first season because the animation looks bad (laughs) it's just not great but it you could like I'm a completist, so I watch the whole thing. But if you like, skip ahead and start watching, and then by the time you get to season six, you're like, how does no one know what this is? It's so good. And Rebels, I feel like since they had... um, It was basically the same people who worked on Clone Wars for the most part, so they were able to jump right in and know what they were doing and what they wanted to be doing. And -hmm. it was, uh, for, for me, a really interesting look at things that were happening prior to a new hope and like that kind of setup of the rebellion. You're starting to see little disparate cells from across the galaxy start to come together uh, in the later seasons, some character favorites from clone wars pop up. So it's like, everything's tied together really seamlessly. And I'm, I'm going to try to say this in the most spoiler free possible free way possible because mm-hmm. the ending of the rebel series was just so crazy and unexpected and they like do a flash forward for the last like few minutes to show you how some of these characters end up and that flash forward takes place like right after uh return of the jedi as far as i remember i think so yeah that And yeah and that flash forward made me like scream at my laptop I was like what do you mean that's all you're going to tell me I need more so (laughs) like I would really like to see more of what they're doing during the original trilogy and immediately following because some of the characters it seems like do have really interesting storylines that I desperately want to be explored a little bit more
0: yeah and it's it's super interesting to think about like what was Hera doing during the battle of Endor or like, where was Sabine during all of this?
2: Mm -hmm. Oh my God. just so many things like her hair changed again. I'm just like, (laughs) so much has happened and I want to know more. So in short, yes, I would love more stuff. And I was thinking like, what would these characters look like if they decided to make a movie? Since, like, everything seems to be on the table for a Star Wars film now. I'm just like, how would this be introduced to the people who have only seen the movies? How would you even go about doing it? And Kanan's kind of an obvious choice because Star Wars in the public mind is almost immediately uh, matched with the whole Jedi lightsaber concept. So I'm like, Okay. Mm-hmm. They would probably make it about Kanan or his Padawan, and if they made it about the Padawan, they would have to mention Kanan at some point. So I'm just kind of like, bring Kanan to the big screen.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, it's like the, it's interesting because Star Wars—they have so many gaps between the movies which i don't know if that was lucas's intent or whatever but like they there's a lot that they can potentially farm on i know that's what dark horse did for years right like a lot of the stuff that they did as far as the comics were concerned was just like all right this takes place between empire and jedi and it turns out that luke's got a wife now and like she's a super dark jedi but like blah blah blah. and i i mean i don't know anything about Mara Jade. i don't we just <laughs> I was mis- gonna say first mis- of all, her, her <laughs> name is <Mara> Jade skywalker <laughs> I, I know i know i know I know at least enough to to get by it's and then as soon as anyone asks me any deeper questions I clam up and disappear into the darkness but Just send me send me a frantic yeah. text next time yeah yeah <laughs> I have
0: all of the eu knowledge like locked away in my brain still
1: right yeah well that's actually really interesting because it it you know i like i said i I've done some like wiki reading but I haven't actually read any of the older comics or books how do you guys feel about like the way that those stories have been dealt with or just completely erased in some cases um, or, they, or they'll take pieces and reintroduce them back into the new um, Star Wars universe.
0: Uh, I think it absolutely needed to happen and I'm glad that it did. That they wiped it? Yeah. There, oh wow.
2: There was a lot going on. Okay. You got to the point.
0: You're, t- you're talking about like between the movies. There's like five years worth of stuff that Luke did between A New Hope and Empire mm-hmm. and it's like two years between films or something like that like right (laughs) and it it, they didn't have the same like the story group guiding everything in the old Mm -hmm. days so all these star wars novels would kind of like half contradict each other and it was it was a mess it's better now
2: there i just when i think of you know the what might have beens i just think of how in the original extended universe canon han and leia had twins who were both force sensitive and one of them ended up on the light side and one of them ended up on the dark side and they had to fight one another and i just thought that was like the most cliche thing that could have possibly happened so i am glad that they took a slightly more i don't want to say interesting route but uh the sudden patricide of Han Solo was—I—I I don't think that was something anyone really saw coming. So,
0: yeah, except for Harrison Ford, who'd been begging for it since the '80s.
2: <laughs> oh man! Well, at least he like went through it and went out with a blaze of glory.
0: Yeah. Uh, you mentioned they're twins. I—I I would give anything to have Janice Solo back. I mean, she was the cool, like, force-sensitive mechanic daughter of Han and Leia.
2: I only really knew about the twins like sort of briefly through I think it was like the Jedi Academy kids novels or something like that, and it like blew my mind that w- that there was more Star Wars than just the movies. I was like, mm-hmm. what do you mean there are there are comics and books and I could just be sitting here reading forever. I got a like the one Star Wars novel that I've ever purchased was a Darth Maul prequel. <gasps> Uh Maul
1: Shadowhunter? Maybe? Is that is that the one where like art like there's a like a woman like a young woman who is like a Padawan and she's yes. chasing Darth Maul and yes. they fight in the undercity?
2: Yes, <gasps> yes, yes, that one. Oh my god. That book is so good. Oh my god, thank you. Somebody <laughs> else has read this thing. Yes. It was, like the one Star Wars book that I got, and I got it because I was like, man, Darth Maul was the coolest. So, spoilers, Same. they bring him back in Clone Wars and he pops up yeah. in Rebels. Yeah. And like, when that happened, I was like, man, this is so much better than him just dying.
1: <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. You, so Brian, have you read that book as well?
0: Uh, I, I'm sure I did. Because for a while there, I was reading everything Star Wars that came out between, like... Right, 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 right. 1997 and 2009.
2: <laughs> That's a okay. lot of Star Wars, Brian. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah.
0: so much.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I remember, like... Mike mentioned Mara Jade earlier, and I only really know her from one issue of Star Wars Tales, which was basically like a series of one shots that Dark Horse was doing. It was like each issue would be a different like self contained Star Wars story, which was very interesting for me because it's like you didn't really need to know anything you could just kind of dive right in. And they had in the first like collected trade, they had a story about Mara Jade where they just like briefly say that she's the emperor's hand and she's trying to like consolidate some power, or, like find someone. But I just remember her like infiltrating this rebel base with such ease and with like, like they had given her this head to toe leather situation that was very right. reminiscent of nineties Catwoman and oh. they, she kind of like acted that way too. Like I, now that I'm thinking of it, there's basically a panel where she's like crouched over a rebel soldier. I think in exactly the same way that Catwoman crouches over Batman in the movie at one point. Oh my goodness. And it was just like such... A suggestive situation, and I was just like, "This woman is badass," uh, and you have my attention, <laughs> and we're just gonna. And she just like was in total control of the whole situation, and then I and I didn't realize that she was. At, and I, maybe it was Wikipedia or like pre-Wikipedia internet Star Wars information circulating, where it was mm-hmm. like Mara Jade was married to Luke Skywalker, and I was like, "What? When? How?" She was oh, yeah. in other stuff.
1: Yeah. I, I distinctly remember folks in like middle school telling me this, and I was like, oh, Luke Skywalker had a wife? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's how I talked when I was in seventh grade, by the we way. We all did.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had yeah. a they had a son named Ben.
2: Of course they did. Oh right. Which right. made a lot
0: more sense than uh Han and Leia naming their kid Ben. Right, yeah. right. Yep, yep, yep. But Han and Leia had a son named Anakin, so
1: what the hell do I know? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah.
2: (laughs) There is... um,
1: His name is Elvis Severus, blah, blah, blah. Stop it. Get out of here. (laughs) Leave JK
2: Rowling out of this. I know. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. You're right. It was a terrible naming choice. Um, But you had mentioned things that they kind of brought back and put into the canon in a new way. And that's definitely... um, Oh god, what's his face? The blue guy. Grand Admiral Thrawn. Thank you. They brought oh, back yeah. Thrawn in a real way and stupid like,
1: Space Sherlock Holmes. Like
2: well, he's <laughs> like a
1: really he's a pretty big fan favorite though, right? Yeah.
2: Apparently, he's one of those characters where I feel like <laughs> I'm supposed to like him cuz everyone likes him, but I'm just not interested. He's like a, a less interesting Spock that's a bad guy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, his whole thing is that like he's always supposed to be you know 10 times smarter and 50 steps ahead of everybody else so it, gotcha. it's a lot like reading the original sherlock books where you know sherlock holmes knows all the answers all the time and he's always got like his john watson who's like gee willikers mr holmes like
2: that's a <laughs> very superficial reading of the original arthur well, conan doyle short stories by it the way is.
0: it is i know but that's that's all that thrawn got thinking- from it <laughs>
2: you're thinking of the like 1940s Basil Rathbone film interpretations of Watson as like the doddering sidekick Watson held mm. his own which That's was beautifully captured in the more modern Sherlock BBC series mm. anyway, anyway yes
0: you are correct <laughs> uh, but yeah uh, Thrawn always has like a sidekick Imperial who is there to just be amazed by how brilliant Thrawn is and I think that's why a lot of people like it, because they like to project themselves onto Thrawn and be oh, right. like, yes, I am also the super genius who is also an excellent martial artist and an art critic. And
1: <laughs> and I've got a
0: really cool dog that will
1: kill you. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Thrawn is a piece of work. So, they- I mean, I've. I've only read a little bit of the book, but I I know they released the comic. Maybe that's what you were going to get into, Kara.
2: No, I was going to say, like Thrawn is actually an an interesting character to bring up because you were saying earlier how you weren't sure if Kanan was a character from the old extended universe that they brought into this new one. Mm -hmm. And Thrawn is a character that they brought back from the old extended universe. And he actually showed up first in Star Wars Rebels as a counterpoint to this like rebel cell and then because like see above apparent fan favorite now he's got like a couple novels coming out and they're Mm -hmm. integrating him a little more visibly but he did first show up in rebels just like kanan he's just a returning character as opposed to an original character
1: it's almost like it's almost like disney needs like a seating ground for characters to make sure they're going to take off so like <laughs> they need like a, they need an animated show that maybe isn't getting as much attention as like the movies. So they could be like, oh, let's try this character out. And if it does well, then we'll throw it into the main, e- or you know, Star Wars universe or the, or the comics. I don't know. I'm just, just throwing ideas. Well, out if but that yeah, were
2: true, they would have Ahsoka Tano in her own film by now. I'm just saying.
1: Is that the, the, the Twilight girl or Twi'lek? Twi'lek?
2: Oh my God. I thought you said Twilight for a minute and I was like, Mike.
1: Oh, this is now a Twilight episode <laughs> of the show. Uh,
2: yeah, is it is it Twilight or Twilek? I always wanted to say Twilek. Uh,
0: I don't know. Uh, We're deferring to you, Brian. You're the a, master of all these Star is Wars a, languages. A different alien race, though. Yeah, um, she, she's because
2: okay. um, she's got horns on top and on bottom. Twileks yeah. just have the the leku
1: oh okay i I can't believe i'm drawing a blank on
0: what her species is
2: i'm gonna google her right now you guys keep talking
0: (laughs) but yeah i mean she's 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 very good um she annoyed the crap out of me when i first started watching the clone wars i think Um, everyone yeah but they like figured out what to do with her character after Mm -hmm. like about halfway through season two and then she became my favorite like
1: gotcha
2: Gotcha. She she is a Togruta.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: Yeah.
0: I was gonna say one of the things I'm terrified of is the idea of them trying to make movies, because, like, I want to see Ahsoka Tano on the big screen, but if it's anybody other than Ashley, Ashley Eckstein's Eckstein. voice coming out of that character, yeah. it's gonna kill me. I'm gonna die in the theater.
2: A <laughs> uh, petition to have <laughs> Ashley Eckstein actually play Ahsoka Tano on the big screen.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be satisfied with anybody else. <laughs> and I don't know then, if Ashley Eckstein is a screen actor or not. but
2: You clearly did not see her as Alana's sidekick on That's So Raven on the Disney Channel in the early 2000s.
0: <laughs> that is a deep cut. And no, I didn't. <laughs> I was uh, too busy protecting my fragile masculinity to watch That's So Raven during that time <laughs> period. So,
2: Oh my god. I'm going to I'm going to double check that it was actually her because I I think I made that let's see. Oh yep. She was Muffy on that so Raven. Oh wow. She's been on a lot of stuff. I'm looking right now she's on a lot of television, a lot of like voiceovers obviously, but she's done some actual like on-screen acting
0: thank goodness let's get her in the headpiece let's get her on st- on screen
2: <laughs> oh she was alicia and sydney white i love that movie yeah she can like she's fine she can do it they're gonna they can green screen her and it'll be fine
1: <laughs> fingers crossed <laughs> yeah so i guess do you i mean outside of this now i'm kind of like asking like a broader question like are there any are there any other like eu things you guys want to see brought back into star wars Um, Or are you kind of just banking on Disney to keep kind of rolling out these characters that you will love in the the new canon just in general? Um, I mean, that's a big question, I I, realize. That is a
2: really big question.
0: I would like to see them take the idea of the, like, the X-Wing books and do those. Um, They don't need to bring any of the characters or any of the stories, but I would love to see, like, a... A Top Gun-style series of movies focused around these X-wing jockeys.
1: <laughs> I love that.
2: Yeah, you know, like give Wedge Antilles his own show for a while. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of it kind of begs the question on you know, will Disney do like an anthology series? I know that they're they're talking about. I don't know if it's in production or not. Uh, the, there's like a live-action Jedi show that's supposed to come out. I don't know. I think that's a fan
0: thing isn't it
1: oh it might be a fan thing
0: because I know there were somebody was just filming like a fan movie in Michigan not too long ago right I remember hearing about that which I don't know how they haven't been sued off the face of the planet yet but <laughs> right right
2: do you know how Amazon has that like really hardcore like Middle Earth Lord of the Rings show in production or like oh, yeah. they're, they're talking about it and they got the rights and they're like definitely doing it that seems like a thing that other properties might be waiting to see how it goes before diving in. Like, that seems like a thing where if that kind of thing does well, then Disney would be like, maybe we could do that with Star Wars or like, do that with our Marvel TV stuff, but a little more hardcore.
1: hmm Could be interesting. Yeah. Just got to find the right studio to do it, unless Disney just wants to produce it themselves. The problem is that if it ends up on something like ABC or whatever their other one is called, like Friends First or Family House or I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what they changed ABC Family to. Uh, Freeform. 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 Thank you. (laughs) Friends First. Uh, I was close. Uh, I I would be worried that it would be too, like, daytime TV-ish to actually work. You know, like I feel like shows on those channels don't have huge production budgets, um, but who knows? Maybe they can do a low budget Star Wars thing and only show lightsabers once a season.
2: I don't know. They did that with Agents of Shield, and that was just a continuously disappointing thing for me.
1: True, true.
0: On the other hand, Cloak and Dagger on Freeform, very good show. I
2: have. That's what I've heard. I have been told to watch that. So that's on my list is it is it is that on is that streaming anywhere or is it just on freeform
0: i think it's just on freeform
2: uh my friend in the uk told me to watch that and she was like it's on amazon but that might just be a regional thing uh all right <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard living in the golden age of nerddom and television i know
1: <laughs> i know <laughs>
0: Yeah, you guys are just telling, giving me crap. Mike was giving me crap about talking about signing up for DC's thing when that comes out.
1: Oh yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I mean, it would it would almost be funny to hear if there would be like some sort of Star Wars thing like that that would come out. But you know, like five bucks a month on top of some other subscription where you can get access to. Star Wars specific things. Like I wouldn't put it past Disney to do something like that.
2: Well, Disney is supposed to like according to press releases supposed to be rolling out their devoted streaming service at some point in the next year. And if they do that, like if they have their movies and the Marvel stuff and the Star Wars stuff, like, of course, I'm going to give them all the money to have access to those things. But and maybe like they're setting that up. And then from there, they can do more original con- like content that's just specifically for their dedicated streaming platform. And they would have uh, less of the constraints that cable television or network television does.
1: Gotcha. Well, I mean, a quick Google search and a couple Google searches later did warrant an answer on this live action thing. Supposedly, um, Lucasfilm is... Firing on all cylinders, according to this article, and they're popping out approximately $10 million per episode for a 10 part story that Jon Favreau is in control of, quote unquote. Um, and they're going to start shooting in October. So it looks like a miniseries live
2: action. Nice. So
1: who knows? I don't know what the focus is going to be, but it's it's coming in October.
2: I don't care. Mini series format makes me feel much more confident than question mark ongoing. Cause you're forced to do tighter storytelling from the get go.
1: Same here. Yeah. I, I like that anyways. Well, thanks for making me read, um, canaan This is. I'm. I'm happy to read more Star Wars, and I'm glad to have a reason to read it other than just
2: us making buying you. it and have it.
1: Well, no. I mean, <laughs> like, I'm glad that I read it. Like, in general, because I don't think I would have ever gotten around to it. Mm. Um, like, I. I love the Poe Dameron series, but it's kind of on the back burner for me. I love the Star Wars series, but it's on the back burner. Um, and I. I love a good reason to try out a book that people are saying is very good, and this one definitely, like, solidified the fact that you know the thing that I should have known from the get go, which was that Marvel and Disney aren't messing around with making good Star Wars comics. Like they are putting top-notch storytelling together um, with good creative teams to make sure that they create good comics that people will love. And I, I, at this point, haven't really read a Star Wars book that I was so like, that I like dropped, you know? Um, I dropped Poe Dameron because it was three ninety-nine an issue and no one needs that in their life <laughs> um, when you can, you know, probably find it on sale or something like that or, you know, get collected editions for much cheaper. Dude, so, I paid five ninety nine um, for Infinity Wars number one this week. Well, that's that's mm. what I'm saying. Like you know, a lot of these a lot of these books cost a lot of money, but if you can get your hands on them, like they are very high quality. Um, either, you know, when it comes to art and story, I think that they aren't slacking at all. And I hope people are getting paid well for making these books. Yeah, because they're very good.
0: And if you don't have the cash, run out and buy them. Uh, Star Wars comics are usually a pretty easy find at your local library. Usually, mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah my my library did not have. The Kanan miniseries, which devastated me, but they had all the regular Star Wars and Darth Vader series. Well, that's good.
1: At least you can recommend that to someone to get those books started because those are both very good, solid stories as well. Absolutely. Well, cool. I don't know any. I don't, I don't know if you guys have any other final thoughts on this. I've, I feel like I've said all that I could say about yeah, Kanan without I mean, actually reading the rest of this book or this series.
2: No, I'm glad that we had an opportunity to talk about it. As, as a means of discussing the larger Star Wars universe now that Disney is making a concentrated effort to make it a, a broad collection of stories that can integrate across different media
0: yeah definitely yeah if we don't end it I'm just gonna keep going and I
1: was gonna say we <laughs> haven't even really gotten to, in, into Star Wars episodes 7 and 8 yet that's a whole other topic I think <laughs> <laughs> i
0: I could i could talk about star wars with anyone anytime right i I guess our
2: next thing mike is you should consider watching clone wars and rebels
1: yeah i feel like i've got to now i feel like and it's it's on netflix right
2: uh clone wars is i don't think rebels is streaming anywhere yet
1: okay well, if anything I need to get I need to get started with Clone Wars and there's like five seasons of that or six seasons you guys there's said. There's
2: six seasons of Clone Wars and Rebels. I was watching on the Disney XD website if you log in with the cable provider, they let you stream all of it.
1: Okay. Cool. Yep. Well, I'll get started on Clone Wars at least. <laughs> there's a lot of TV there.
2: Start at the beginning. Yeah, no, it's it. it's good. We can we can have another chat about it with some Clone Wars comics. But oh don't boy.
1: don't
0: watch don't watch the movie, though. So. Yeah, just skip the okay. movie. Okay.
2: <laughs> okay
0: cool so bad <laughs> yeah this has been an
1: i read comic books minisode <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i'm glad you guys were like like i said really excited to have read this book now i definitely am gonna go get number two and probably read it tonight um but yeah so thank you to everyone for listening uh thanks Brian and Kara for forcing me into reading some Star Wars books you can follow us all on Twitter you can follow Brian at Brianhead, you can follow Kara at KaraZam, you can follow me on Twitter at Mike Rappin and you can follow the show at IRCB Podcast where we post all sorts of stuff and surveys and cool polls and make sure to follow that for future things that are coming up You can go to the store on our website at ircbpodcast.com. You can buy a zine. You can check out our pronunciation guide. You can buy pins and stickers if you're interested in that kind of stuff. And, you know, thanks to Xander for editing the show. Thanks to Infinity Shred for music. And until next time, may the Force be with you. Thank you. Always. And also with you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I always want to say that. I know. (laughs)